Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're really actually pretty excited to be back with you. Um, we've been uh, MIA, missing in action, yeah. for about three weeks now. Sorry about that. And it's been killing us. Uh, every time I see David the last week or so, it's like, <laughs> man, we got to get back and do the podcast. And so we've been missing it. Uh, we've been missing having a study with you. Um, and so we're super excited to be back with you um, tonight. And we apologize again for the hiatus, but we're back and, and hopefully can stay on somewhat of a schedule. We might miss a week or so over Christmas, but that's just how it is. We try to we'll try to stay up on it as, as much as we can because we do miss it and we miss studying with you. And and so um, as if you have any um, any qu- comments or questions, as always, you can send us an email at truthinagapelove at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, send us a message, whatever. There's plenty of ways to communicate, but uh, we're, we're excited to be back with you. And we're going to be, we have so much to talk about, David. Yeah, we do. And uh, so we could we could talk about so many things, but I think we're going to stick with the, the lesson that you had on Sunday. And we're just going to kind of um, go through this. There's a lot of good scripture and a lot of good um, discussion that we can have. Um, nickel today or dime tomorrow and this is part one this is part one and so um this is kind of like the you got the the angel and the devil on your shoulder <laughs> yeah and a little I think bit like that we're touching on the devil right on that's this right one. Uh, next week we're going to touch on the good part of it right? yeah and so uh we might step on our toes a little today um with our study but not too bad um but but uh with that we'll go ahead and get started in on our um study all right sounds good to me so there's that saying i don't know if anyone's ever heard of it you offer a child a nickel today or a dime tomorrow they're gonna take the nickel today Mm -hmm. and that's because they cannot look past today sure and in a lot of ways as we are called children of god there's a lot of reason for that, because in a lot of ways, we act like children, mm-hmm. where we cannot look past this life. You know, this life is considered today. Yeah. Tomorrow will be the life after this. But what Satan offers us, Satan offers us a nickel today. He yeah. may entice us with uh, wealth, with, with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we even see Satan offering Christ everything. That this world has to offer. You know, in in Luke 4, 5 through 8. Let's turn over there. So this is where Christ has been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And then the the devil comes to him and and he tempts him these three times. Yeah. So starting in verse 5 of Luke 4, it says, Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showing him all the kingdoms of the world... In a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. So here we see Satan was really bold with Christ. If you would but bow down and worship me. This is 
Satan talking to Christ. <laughs> you know, and growing up, I've always like, how could Satan ever possibly think that Christ would do something like that? Mm-hmm. But when you take into consideration, he's like in the, the weakest moment in the flesh that you could possibly be, mm-hmm. fasting for 40 days. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before. You miss a meal and, and you get hangry, right? And so missing 40 days worth of food and being offered everything and their glory, mm-hmm. a lot of people would take them up on that offer. Well, and we touched on that kind of, um, this is a big one because we all have weak moments. Yeah. You know, we talked on Sunday about um, how we can be having the, the best day ever. And we're driving along and someone cuts us off or does some in our traffic, you know, driving and we just snap and all of a sudden we're just as angry as we can be, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so where he, and, and we do things at that point that we wish we wouldn't have. Right. Yeah. Uh, we kind of lose control. And so the fact that Jesus had control of himself to resist the temptation that the devil puts in front of him after being so hungry, you know, we we would almost do anything. You know, you look at um, um, Jacob and Esau. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah, that's a very good point. He did. He was so hungry. But when was his last meal? I mean, he probably ate at least within 24 hours. Yeah. But he was so hungry, he was willing to do anything just for a bowl of soup. He sold his birthright for a morsel of bread. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, you know, he was in his mind... He was weak and desperate. Starving to death is how Starving he put it. Starving to death. Yep. And if he didn't eat this right now, I'm going to die anyways, right? Yeah. We, we've, we've all, I think, been in that position before. And, uh, and so the fact that Jesus was able to resist this temptation after 40 days. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep. <laughs> well, and, you know, yeah. And, and Christ would have rather died than to bow down to Satan. Sure. And that's really what, what Christ is asking of us. Just don't bow down to Satan. Don't, you know. But it's one of those things where he's seen, he could, Christ could see the big picture. That's right. And we have to keep that in the forefront of our mind. What's the big picture? Don't focus on now. That's right. We have to look past today and, and, and not take the nickel today. Yeah. You know, and that's what really, that's what Satan offers us. Sure. And, and yeah. Another part of Satan that we must understand is stated in 2 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. Chad, did you want to read that for us? Yeah, sure. Um, 2 Corinthians yeah. 14, 13? Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, 14 and 15. Oh, I messed up. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> See, I told you we're rusty. No, 1 Corinthians. we got to get back into it. 1 Corinthians 11. Oh. No, 2 Corinthians 11. 14 and 15. That's also a good passage in 1 Corinthians, but that's not where, where I want to go. Okay, 2 Corinthians 11. 14 and 15. All right, I got it. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his uh, minister also transforms themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So... Here's something that's really important that we have to understand about Satan is he's not going to come in this form as he did to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to say, bow down to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when when he offers you things to take this nickel today, he's not going to be so bold and brazen as he was with Christ. 
he will he will transform himself into an angel of light. Mm-hmm. His ministers will transform themselves into ministers of righteousness mm-hmm. to to trick you into taking the nickel today. Mm-hmm. And and that's really Satan is the great deceiver. Yeah, I'm I'm reminded of um you know in living in the now. You know, sometimes we live in the now. I always um we have dogs. I love dogs. Yeah. And animals in general. Um you can learn so much from them, but like the dog, he just lives in the now. He's like, "Oh, great. You're here." Yeah. This is such a great day. Boom, and it's, <laughs> he's so excited. I don't um, care that you left me in the kennel for two days. No, yeah. <laughs> Boss, I've been stuck in the kennel for eight hours. I am so glad you're here. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that you're the one who put him there. Yeah. Right? He doesn't care. He's just like, no, yeah. He's just hey. like, nice, we're here. Let's this is so fun. And yeah. They just live in the now. And I think that's that's a lot of the joy that we get from them. The thing is, is what we're talking about here, we have to see the big picture. Yeah. We have to forego things. We have to uh, refrain ourselves for the big picture, which that's right. is you the know, dime tomorrow. At the end, yes. But when life is over, this life is so short. When it ends, we got to make sure we're right. And That's we right. can't sell our soul to the devil, you might say. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can't do that. We can't We can't um, serve two masters. We can't serve the devil. Amen. That's it's a very either, good point. It's either one or the other. Yeah. You know, and, and I know we're going to get to that, but it's true. Yep. You just can't. You have to You have to forego these things that are short-lived. Um. And I don't want to go too far off, but I'm my mind's just racing here. But yeah, uh, it's like um, pleasure. A lot of the life's pleasure pleasures are short lived. Yeah, are they not? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's they end in this life. <laughs> well, even even some of the pleasures, it's like you go on a two week vacation or whatever. Guess what? Eventually, you're back at work, going, huh? <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And and so um, you know, we 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 read of David. No, King David. Was it him? I think that um, says there's no pleasure that I haven't tried, that I haven't done in this life, and it's all vanity. Uh, that would be Solomon. Solomon, that's it. Solomon. In Ecclesiastes, yeah. Ecclesiastes. Vanity of vanity, all of vanity. And 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 there was nothing in this life that was worth basically selling your soul to the devil for. Yeah, it, nothing. Nothing in this life is worth it. You no. know, and and that's what that's the the huge illustration that we see in in Luke four. Okay. You know, and it's also in Matthew 4 as well, but um that's what we really see with with Christ. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this life was worth giving up that dime tomorrow, that Mm-mm. that e- eternal reward for those who diligently seek well, him. A lot of folks say, you know, um I I can't come to church because that's part of my weekend. I got to go do all these fun things. Yeah. I have to do all these. That's my only time with That's the family. That's my only time with the family that we're going to get to do this. Yep. And in the long run, it was for nothing. Like you, a lot of those folks, their kids end up being getting lots of trouble. Whatever, they're just not. Well, and you know what's what's interesting is it doesn't matter what day it would be that God asks us to worship Him. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to. Someone's go. gonna make an excuse. Sure, and and we and can always gonna come up. We can always find an excuse. Just like there's a lot of times where I'm, you know, you get to studying with people and the the midweek Bible study mm-hmm. Wednesday evening. Oh yeah, I, I can't make that because you know I, I got to do this stuff. I got to do this, and then it, it's almost funny because they they say, well, something came up. Mm-hmm. Well, are you putting God first? Like 
you know, you are allowing something else to come before that. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times, when people first turn to the Lord, that's their their first hiccup. Whereas in how it should be is okay. I know Wednesday and Sunday I'm busy. Yeah. Wednesday evening and Sunday morning I'm busy, and so my plan goes around that. And given, understand, sometimes you work late on Wednesday evening. Yeah. That's actually why we couldn't do the podcast last week because you got caught up at work. Yeah, and I so, did. You know, it, it's one of those things where it, you know, it's like uh, things happen, and I wasn't feeling that good in mm-hmm. last Wednesday either. So yeah, you know, th- there's that too. But um, yeah, things do come up. Yeah, and and that's not what I'm talking about. When you make plans on those days, and then say, oh, something came up. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's. Where's your mindset? And and that's that's the first step towards Christ is, is getting that the right mindset. Well, and 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 it and that's exactly what we're talking about is like don't sell yourself out for something so primitive or something that's that's not basically not going to save your soul. Yeah. Well, and it's so minuscule. I mean, <laughs> it, it is compared to the big picture of things, and and that's that's really what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. What we seek to do is is look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. Look at look at you know. Everything like Christ did, you know, we only serve our God, and and that's Him only do we serve. And you know, Satan offers us different things, and this is really what we're going to be talking about this evening is what does Satan offer us? Yeah, you know, and and how he offers us. And so, we just talked about how he disguises himself as an angel of light, and Satan, Satan with that disguise, can offer us wealth Mm -hmm. in the form of thinking that you're doing all right. You know, Paul is is a great example of this because he was he was wealthy in the Jewish religion. Yeah. And and he had he had stature, he had wealth and and he was someone. Sure. You know, and he thought he was doing it for the right reasons. Um let's look at Acts 8 1 through 3. And so this is where um Bef- this is actually right um, right before he's getting ready to be called by by Christ. Okay, but this was in Acts 8, he he was in charge of stoning Stephen, because we see that because they, they laid the garments at his feet. And then verses 1 through 3 of Acts chapter 8. So this is, this is right after it talked about stoning Stephen. It says, um, now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, because Stephen was just stoned at the end of Acts 7, and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. So this was what... Saul of Tarsus did. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he was called Saul of Tarsus before he became um, the great Apostle Paul, as we know him of as. I mean, um, but this is the kind of work he was doing. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at uh, Acts 23, verse 1, after Paul, of course, became a Christian and he was, he was brought before the council, you know, in chains— in verse 1 of Acts chapter 23, it says, Then Paul looked earnestly at the council, 
said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. So all of his all of his wealth, all of his his growth that he had in the Jewish religion, he thought he was doing it for the Lord. Mm-hmm. He did it with a clear conscience. You know, and, and that's what we see is he did he has a clear conscience before God until this day. You know, that is saying something about him. He had great zeal for the Lord, and that's the whole reason why he was persecuting God's children. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is, this is a huge eye-opener for us, because what we need to understand about this point is Satan can tempt us without even violating our conscience. Mm-hmm. So it, we cannot base our faith off of our feelings. Well, it, it, it makes me feel good, you know. A good example of this is you take a child who, who is raised in, in a house of thieves, okay, and they teach this child, every time you walk into someone's house, try to take everything without getting caught, mm-hmm. putting everything in your pocket. He will do that with a clear conscience for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Whereas then if you take a child and, and raise him up in the admonition of the Lord and then put him in that situation, that would violate his conscience, right? Sure. Well, so it, it just depends on how you are raised. We need to let the Word of God tell us how to live our life. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't go off of our feelings mm-hmm. or, or think so. Me and you, Chad, have talked about this quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what we believe. What does the Word of God say? Well, and I think a big thing, too, is once we understand what the what's required of us, we got to do it. That's right. You know, um, it's kind of like if you're handed directions for something, you know, let's just say they're driving directions. All right. And, uh, you know, basically driving directions are point A to point B. Okay. You're trying to get to point B. You're leaving from point A, right? Train A leaves the station, right? I'm uh, yeah. reminded of like those math prep uh, problems we had when we were kids. <laughs> You're gonna. The goal is to end up at, at point B. But as you go along, if you don't follow, you know, remember we used to print off map quest um, directions on how to get somewhere oh, back I in hated the day. That. You youngins that are listening, maybe. You, you just plug no in idea. the GPS, and it tells you where to turn and when to turn. You you don't understand, okay? This was before TomTom, too. The, and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, MapQuest, we used to print off MapQuest, and if you missed one of those directions... You have to turn around. You're lost. Yeah. Like, it doesn't reroute, okay? Yeah, there's no rerouting. No, and and so, you know, and 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 so you either, if you messed up, and took the wrong turn, there was no getting back on track, right? Yeah. I mean, it was so difficult. And there was times I would actually drive all the way back to the turn, the last turn, yeah, and start over and be like, now where did I miss it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, is if we're going along and we decide, eh, I'm not going to follow this, I think I can find my way, you know, to point B. <laughs> and if you're in a big city, man, you're going to end up in the ghettos or you're going to end up... St- 
not not necessarily the ghettos. You are not going to end up where you want to go. Okay? Yeah. And if so, if you go on your own and be like, well, I think we can take this road over here. We all know how that's going to end up, right? <laughs> yeah. Because your wife's going to be yelling at you, going, "You need to follow the directions." Okay. Yeah. You need to ask for help. <laughs> you need to ask for help. And and so, if we apply that to our spiritual life, we've been given directions. Yeah. We've got the map quest print off. Okay. Yeah. It's right here in the Bible, and it tells us exactly what we have to do. If we veer away from that, we're lost. That's a good point. You know, just like uh, Jeremiah ten twenty three, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. You know, that's that's a good one. What that's was exactly that? what he's saying. Jeremiah ten twenty three, and then to really help us understand that the Lord is serious, Hosea four six, God says there, He says, "My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge." Yeah. And so, you know, say we hop on that that um, map quest, yeah, and, and we start on on the road. Well, Satan's going to entice us with like ice cream, turn here, or you know, oh, and oh, and no doubt, all along the way, and, yeah. But that's what Satan does to get us off of this track, yeah. And we're going to have to backtrack at times. We're going to have to go are. back to that last turn, and we're going to have to be like, okay. <laughs> Messed up there, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. Good Lord, please forgive me, and yeah. and I will try to stay on the straight and narrow, and we start the trek again. Because guess what? We're trying to get to point B. Yeah, and and that that reminds me of uh, Revelation two. We actually talked about this in class a little bit. I think Revelation two, one through five. You know, it says to the angels of the church of Ephesus, right? These things say, He who holds the seven stars in his right hand. Who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands? I know your works, your labor, and your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. Then you have preserved and have patience and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. And then notice in verse 4, he says, Nevertheless, I have this against you that you left your first love. Mm hmm. So these are people, and then notice in verse 5, he says, Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place, unless you repent. So mm -hmm. here, just like what you were talking about, Chad, you, you got to turn back around. you got to... Oh, yeah. That's what the church of Ephesus actually had to do. Mm -hmm. They had to remember where they fell off that road, go back to it, back to their first love. Mm-hmm. And get back on it. Yeah. And and so, just like what you're saying, we do that as we, as we are on the road, you know, as we are on our way to this eternal reward, mm -hmm. we're going to slip up. We're going to fall off the road. It's important to humble yourself and turn back. Like men, me and you, Chad. Oh, yeah. When your wives tell us, go get directions, like, no, I know where I'm at. Yeah, I know <laughs> no, where I'm going. I can figure it out. Yeah, I know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. and, well, and, and, you know, even before MapQuest, you had to use the Ram McNally, you know? And yeah. a lot of people know that one, the Ram McNally to get from point A to point B, okay? <laughs> so you knew you got to get to here, and you have to kind of navigate your way. Um, and uh, sometimes you end up in a dead-end road, you know? Yeah. And you got to turn around and go back, get back on track, you know? And... Um, that's how we are in life sometimes, and and uh, you know, kind of going back to to our topic, we 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 can't sell ourselves out for something stupid like ice cream or 
Yeah. You know, a, a sign that pulls us off the track and goes, hey, over here, something fun, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't know what it, I'm just, you, we're just using that as an analogy, you know? But um, another big thing, too, would be, like, distractions, you know? Uh, that Us Americans, we have a lot of distractions that keep us from studying God's Word, you yeah. know? Um, and so... Well, and like with, like we we're talking about with the, with the wealth that Satan offers, a lot of times with that wealth comes a lot of work. Yeah. So you become a workaholic. So work gets in the way of yep. of serving God, you mm-hmm. know. And then once once that actually happens, then it leads into selfishness and pride because you don't know where else to turn. You you depend on yourself rather than turning to the one that can actually help. Yeah. You know, and that's another thing that Satan offers: selfishness yep. and pride. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he wants you to boast because mm-hmm. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, James 4, 6. Yeah. So Satan would love for you to boast in yourself and, and, and seek for yourself, you know. That's where we have to make sure we give um, God the credit for really basically all that we have and all that we're given, and we can't let it um, pull us away from, from him. That's right. You know. Yeah. Turn over to uh, John 19. 10 and 11. So John 19, 10 and 11. says, And Pilate said to him, Are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have power to crucify you and have power to release you? So this is Pilate speaking to Christ after they have, the Jews delivered them to Pilate, Right? And then in verse 11, Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. So Christ is rightly pointing out to Pilate that you could have no power at all if it wasn't given to you from the Father. See, and and what selfishness and pride does is it gets in the way of giving credit to God. You know, not blessing God and thanking Him for putting Him in that position of, of power and wealth and mm-hmm. everything, but rather taking it upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Look at me, look at what I've accomplished, and that was His attitude towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't you know that I have power? And so, of course, Christ straightens Him out. The Father's the one that gave you that. And so the ones that delivered you to me, the Jews that delivered you to me, have the greater sin here. And... uh Chad, you and I did talk about that a while ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Revelation 4.11, it, we see that God is the only one who deserves all the glory and praise. You know? Oh, yeah. And, Big time. And so... Sometimes we don't do that. We don't give God the credit enough. No. You know? Yeah. And, and when you look at Luke 22, verse 24, and, you know, here's the interesting part. This is right after Christ instituted the Lord's Supper with His apostles. In Luke twenty two, twenty four, we see that now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. So they started getting this little selfish attitude. They wanted to be considered the greatest apostle among them, you know, or well, the, the greatest disciple among Jesus. Sure, sure. And so at any time, any one of us can fall to the temptation of selfishness and pride. Yeah. I just think of the Jews. The Jews, 
Uh, oh, man. And it makes you wonder, why did God call them his chosen people? You know, because all it did is went to their head. Yeah. And they, they, they were better and above everyone, weren't they? Yep. And even when Christ came, you know, um, that, that f- to fulfill the law, they didn't want to accept him. Yeah. And, and so um, even though it had been prophesied and everything, they, they didn't want to accept him. And then even the, the early Christians didn't want to offer it to the Gentiles. Yeah. You know? Because they were the chosen people, they yeah. were God's chosen people. And what's what's interesting about that is what they should have done is look at like the great stories of old, like um, mm-hmm. Gideon. Yeah, he led three hundred men against an innumerable army. Mm-hmm. Only God could have done that. And in fact, he didn't even fight until they started fleeing away. Yeah, you know, and it was all the Lord. Mm-hmm. And or David going up against Goliath. Mm-hmm. Only the Lord could have could have uh, had David overcome this behemoth of a man mm-hmm. who was a champion of war, by the way. Yeah. Where he, So he's he's been in war a lot, and it has always been the, the victor. And you have this youth who has no armor going up against Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Only the Lord could have done that, you yeah. know? And so here you have all of these, these beautiful examples of how the Lord will take care of his people, they let it go to their head. Yeah. Rather than looking at that and be like, man, how blessed we are. Yeah. They bowed up mm-hmm. with their selfishness and pride. Mm-hmm. Look at how great we are because not well, anything that they've done. Here's <sighs> another thing, too, as Americans. Okay, oh, man. Are yes. Americans prideful? Oh, Way man. too much. You know, I just had a discussion today. I told you I went and talked to the drafting students. And the, and and uh, something come up because um, we're working on some things where we deal with um, the metric and the standard. We have to convert it to standard because it was drawn in metric. I hate okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the and the um, topic came up. I was like, yeah, I don't know why. You know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I wish we would just switch to to metric because we're the only ones doing it. Americans. Yeah. We're the only ones still using the standard um, system. And it. I don't know. No one really Googled it or nothing, but that was the that was how we left it because um, uh, I'm pretty sure you can quote me on this. Don't quote me on this, but you can uh, check me. But I'm pretty sure America is the only one that uses the standard system. Why? Because we're prideful. We're not changing. We're not doing this. And yeah, it, it is slowly changing to standard or to metric. You know, a lot of the government, um, they're using metric. But then you've got so many things that are messed up. Thicknesses of metal. Yeah. You know, uh, metric doesn't match standard, I mean, at all. And and so, anyways. Uh, but it's because Americans were prideful. It's like, well, yeah. we... We have and to you be hear different. This, you hear stuff <laughs> like, well, we won the war, you know, or whatever. It's like... And so, um, Americans are prideful. We, yeah. We're, you know, anytime we go anywhere in the world... We think we're better than than everyone else, do we not? I oh, mean, yeah. Americans do. Yeah. Um, sure, we we've done a lot of great things as Americans. But here's the scary part: how many Americans don't even want to believe in God? God oh. is the one that blessed us. Sure, God blessed us, and we're falling away. Yeah, from God in our culture. Yep. Like e- immensely. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just huge erosion away from God, and it's scary because. Anytime that happens, bad things happen. You well, know? That, 
that's actually funny that you you said that because that leads right into Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Okay. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before the fall. Boom. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. You know, be, and that's because God resists the proud. You know, and which one is that? Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, with pride and selfishness, there will be a fall. And yeah. so, you know what? On the way down, guess what else Satan is going to offer you? Mm-hmm. He's going to offer you anxiety and stress and worry. Oh, yeah. Because who else are you going to look to? Now mm-hmm. you, you've you looked to only yourself. So during this fall, you're going to be stressed out, mm-hmm. freaked out, you know, and... That's in uh, and James 4, 1 through 4 is the same. Yeah. Did you yeah. say that yet? Not yet. That's okay. actually where I was going. So let's turn over there. Yeah. Do you want to read that for us? Yeah, sure. Um, James. See, when we think that, when we forget who's actually in control, we don't get anything that we want. Mm-hmm. So starting in verse 1 of chapter 4 of James, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desire for pleasure, that war in your in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have um, because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enemy with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. All right. So when you rely on yourself, you wonder why or where did all these wars and everything come from. You know, why, why can't anything work out? Because all Satan does is offer questions. Mm-hmm. He, he offers, offers you worry mm-hmm. because that's, that's what naturally comes from pride. Because all you have in your life, you know, because of Satan, is worry about the inconsistency of life, you know, and and that Boy, that causes you, so much worry and anxiety, not knowing what happens tomorrow. Yeah, you know? and I know we read this in in the in our one of our podcasts, but you know, continuing on there in four. Yeah. Um, do you think that the scripture says in um, says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealousy? But he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So we have to humble ourselves, you know? That's right. We can't we can't be prideful like that. Yeah. We 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 have to understand a lot of the gifts that we have come from God. Well, and understand let's turn uh turn one chapter over, Chad. Can you read uh James two verse ten? This is also two chapters over. Oh, yeah, you're right. Back to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to. Yeah. Which verse? Verse 10. All right. <clears throat> For whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. So understand, Satan doesn't have to have all of you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're going to, to church and you're... Um, you're you're doing the work of the Lord, and yet you refuse to get rid of this one sin that you are undergoing and, and that, that you are doing. Satan's fine with that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to have all of you. Mm-hmm. He has you already. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in that, he makes you feel 
like you're being blessed. Like I, I've seen a lot of a lot of unrighteous people. Mm-hmm. Well, I must be doing something right because the Lord is blessing me with wealth. Is blessing me with this. Mm-hmm. But yet they're doing everything that the Lord tells them not to do. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the sun goes up on both the good and the evil. Mm-hmm. You know where God allows good things to happen to evil people as well. <laughs> yeah, and and so, but that's that's the that's kind of the part of the work of Satan. You know, he is deceiving you to make you think that you are just fine. Mm-hmm. And so he'll he'll let you continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Satan Satan has you. He doesn't need more of you. He has you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that, and that kind of goes back to the first point where he can even disguise himself as an angel of light. You know, he can make you feel like you're just fine. And so that's why it's so crucial to study the Word of God. You know, it... Because in, in 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourselves approved, but at the end of that verse, it talks about to rightly divide the word of truth. So the only way that you can rightly divide it is if you study it. Yeah. And so, again, Satan doesn't have to have all of you. He only has to have a part of you. And so this can happen to actually quite a, quite a bit of people. You know, and you may be worrying about your bills or your dead end job, you know, the the endless despair of life because you know, and you actually brought it out earlier. Ecclesiastes twelve. I know, I've just seen that. <laughs> vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. You know, and and Ecclesiastes, what's important to understand is he's talking about under the sun. So he's talking about everything in this life is vanity. You know, there's there's no point in this life Mm -hmm. you know there's it will all vanish away Mm -hmm. you know after job lost his children he rightly pointed out in job uh job chapter one or job chapter two naked i came into this world and naked i shall go sure you know we're not going to take anything with us he was one of the wealthiest people of of the east he was the wealthiest of the east and so he was he had wealth beyond I, what he needed. I was seeing um you know we have to be kind of smart how we live our lives too. Um you know one of the places I went while I was gone, we went to a trade show, okay, in um Atlanta, Georgia. And there's thousands of vendors there to showcase their tools and they want you to buy they're they're trying to sell tools and that. And I'm a people watcher, okay? I see people. Yeah. And you know, they always hand out like flyers and there's you you the um the first thing they do is give you like a bag that you can put over your shoulder and put all your stuff in, okay? It's like a big purse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I seen this gal um and her husband. Her husband was in a wheelchair, okay? That's I'm guessing husband. Yeah. Like a husband and wife team that probably owns a company somewhere. And she had like five of those bags on, carrying five bags. She had one in the front, one in the back, one on the shoulder. It was four, four bags, <laughs> one on both shoulders. And she's like grabbing everything she can grab, all this information of pamphlets and and wow. And this gal is could be my grandmother. Okay, so you can you can imagine what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Wow, shouldn't you be retired? You know, like, or <laughs> yeah, why are you worried about what, all this? Why are you so worried about like buying all this new equipment? You're never gonna be able to use it. Yeah. Do 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 people not see 
the end of their life coming, you know? I know. Um, and so I kind of think of that. And I'm not trying to be mean or, like, put anyone down. I'm just saying, at some point in our lives, we have to kind of adjust our um, ventures, you know? Yeah. And um, surely by then, you've made enough money to be able to retire. I don't know. I don't know people's situation. Yeah. But... And I guess we've all known those people that work right till the day they die, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, especially I, I've and seen. And I'm talking people, working in secular jobs. Yeah. Okay. And, and I've seen people um, have millions mm-hmm. and just keeping it and sure. trying to store it instead of like trying to help people or help. Yeah. Spread the gospel or help people children in need or something yeah yeah absolutely and understand we're not trying to say that it's bad to have a savings account i'm yeah no look out for yourself but you know and keep some away for a rainy day if you can that would be great but you know there there is that point you know just like the rich uh the rich man who had more goods than he had so he tore down his barns built bigger ones and and this almost was like one of those situations yeah when i seen it i was like man when they die, their company's probably just going to dissolve. Yeah. You know? And here's the other piece. They're not going to care. No. Like, where they're going, that's no, going to be the last a... thing on their mind. I just couldn't believe this gal was packing around all these pamphlets and flyers and, you know, stuff that she got from every booth, apparently, in the show. Yeah. <laughs> and and her husband's in a wheelchair. They're trying to, like, pack him around. And I'm that like, stuff. Yeah. wow. You know, I just didn't. Anyways, and I, again, I'm not trying to put anyone down. I'm just saying, at some point in our lives... Um, you got to put your priorities, And you know? even even at younger ages, sometimes we put too much stock into those things. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm certainly not. I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, you know? Yeah. You can only buy so many toys, <laughs> you know, right? And, yeah. and that's exactly what he's talking about here in Ecclesiastes. It's all vanity. Well, and, and another thing with, with vanity and pride, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how much you have, you want more. Sure. Like you could have, oh, like, yeah. you could have like a 30-foot yacht, mm-hmm. and you're going to want a 32-foot yacht. <laughs> you know? Isn't it always the case? And then once you get that 32-foot yacht, you're going to want that 40-foot yacht, or however big a yacht can be. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I don't even have a little 10-foot boat, so <laughs> I always say, <laughs> I, oh, I always say, oh, the calamity, you know? Yeah. Uh, rich man woes, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, and and then you know the the one that's sitting there that can't even afford to feed himself, mm-hmm. you know, looking at you and being like, man, I wish I could drive around in a car. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter the car, but you know, and I've caught myself doing the same thing. You mm-hmm. know, when we first got buried, we we uh, we lived in apartments, and I'm like, if we can just have like a townhouse, you mm-hmm. know, where we're not on top of someone or below mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. we got it. As soon mm-hmm. as I got it, I'm like, man, if I could just have four walls to myself, yeah, we got a trailer. Mm-hmm. We had four walls to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Man, if I could just get a house, you mm-hmm. know, it never ends. Like it, it will never end because yeah. your selfishness and pride will never allow you until you just give it up. Like, what's the point of it? Because yeah. you'll never be, you'll never have a satisfaction. Yeah, you know, even even rich people. Seems like they always want more. Sure. Like, you know, they, they have Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd want more. Yeah. I don't know why. He's, yeah. He's absolutely. a wealthy man. Yeah. And, you know, just where does your, 
when does it end? Yeah. See, it, it doesn't. When, no. when you have nothing to look forward to or nothing to look past this life. It's good for us to um, seek out those things that kind of humble us. Um, you know, another part of my trip while I was gone, we went to the Dominican Republic. Okay. For a vacation. Yeah. Um, we got away from the resort on some excursions and saw the real people there. And I'm going to tell you, we ain't got nothing to complain about here in Blackfoot, Idaho, in America. The yeah. poverty that's there in some places, and they're actually not bad. But, I mean, there's three people on a motorcycle trying to get to somewhere on a little motorcycle. Oh, there's man. three people, like a little 125. They're everywhere, right? And these motorcycles are around everywhere. Because they can't afford the, the gas, and, the, and they just don't make that much money in anything. Right. And the we got out through some of the rural areas, and just looking out the bus window, we're on a tour bus, you know. Uh, some of the shacks and that that these people are living in, in these little tiny communities, I mean, I w- my dog has it better than yeah. in his doghouse than, than they do. Yeah. When the hurricane comes... It just tears everything they down, and then they over. just stand it back up and screw it all back together when the when the storm's gone. If they can find that piece R- of tin, right? And 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 so and the clothes that they wear, sometimes they don't even know what it says because they don't even speak the language. It just got donated from somewhere. It was like the other yeah. team that lost, you know, shirt that gets donated. Yeah. Um. And and they're just happy as can be, and they have very little, and um, and so. I get humbled. I got humbled by how some of those folks live. Um, and, you know, seeing that, I am uh, uh, hope to be more appreciative for the things that, that I enjoy here, you know, in my home. Yeah. And, um, and know, so being able to see some of those things in, in the third world countries is good for us. Yeah. To, uh, especially as Americans. Uh, you, you hand out a dollar... For a tip, and it's like huge. I mean, they're just like <laughs> so thankful. We're here; they'd be pissed if you just gave. Well, them a tip. exactly, <laughs> and so and so, you know, we don't even get it. I mean, five bucks—that's like a huge tip there. You yeah, know? and they too take American money, even though they use pesos there. Um, but it's around the resort and stuff. There's a lot of folks from really all over the world that come there. We met people right. from the UK. We met people from Australia. Um, Canada, you know, all over the world, we we met a lot of people from not just the United States, but um, but the but what they do trade in a lot is American money. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you know what? You're bringing out a really good point. Uh, maybe not. You're not trying to bring out this point, but notice you, you pointed out that they're they are happy. Oh, they're happy as it can be. And that's money will never make you happy. No, they're. They're so glad you're there because um, tourism is their number one industry. That's basically they. That's what they feed on. Yeah, is tourism. I mean, they will sell you anything. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, then, and and you know, I got pictures of folks with um, fifty hats stacked on top of their head, trying to sell you a hat, a sun hat. You know, oh wow, that's pretty neat. I mean, and that's how they make their money. That's how they make their living yeah. is selling to tourists, and um, and. I mean, that's what they do every day. They come out. They don't care what day it is. Yeah. They're just trying to buy groceries. And they're happy. 
They they are. They're happy. And and um yeah. That is so true. Money does not buy happiness. I noticed, you know, in in poorer neighborhoods a lot of times mm-hmm. yeah, they have a lot of struggle. They have a lot of um and I haven't been to a third world country. I've never seen the ocean. This was my first time. Keep that on the down low. (laughs) But I've never even seen the ocean. So, you know, I've never been to another country. (laughs) But, uh, you know, a lot of times people are more willing to turn to the Lord Mm -hmm. when they when they don't have anything. Yeah. And we we see that in the Philippines. Yeah. You know, the the brethren over there, they 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 have a lot of interest. Yeah. In in God's word. Because you're not full of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not full of that pride that Satan has offered you. you yeah, know? exactly. And, and you you can really see Satan in America mm-hmm. just working on everyone. Sure. Just, you know, getting people boastful in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as we talked about, how many people use the word pride? Oh, yeah. You know, a and lot. We talked about this quite a bit. And it's one of those things where we don't even recognize that we're, we're being prideful. Mm-hmm. You know, and... When you take a step back, you're like, "Wow, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting." Mm-hmm. You know, where if you're prideful, then the Lord resists you. Mm-hmm. Satan has you, well, so he and, doesn't need to worry. And the and the devil's um, pushy, you know. Yeah, like he's he's putting all kinds of things in front of us as yeah. we, as we go through this life and and trying to get us to stumble and trying to get us to uh, you know you you can't hardly watch regular television anymore. Um, for for what some of the folks are wearing on on commercials and and things like that, you yeah. know, and um, it, you know, fifty years ago, if people seen it, what we see now on TV, oh man, they would they would be freaking out. Yeah, well, like and the, and, and we're just kind of numb to it today. Yeah, well, and you know, um, like Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. commercials and everything, and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I spent a, a year in Vegas, or mm-hmm. right outside of Vegas. Sure, that's a whole new world down there. Yeah, that's it's everywhere. You know, it's on it's, billboards. It's, it's on signs. Everywhere. Yeah. Every other billboard was like a of a porn store mm-hmm. or yeah. something else because sex sells, right? Yeah, and right. So it's all over down there. Yeah, and you know, huge billboards, and this kind of shows where where I'm at. Where uh, I had no idea what uh, what was it called. Um. The brothel. Oh, yeah. I had no idea what that was. Yeah. And so in, until I finally looked it up, <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah. So coming into our town, it was uh, a big billboard, brothel museum. And I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should check that out sometime. And I'm sitting here thinking <laughs> with my kids. Oh, no. And I look it up. I was like, yep, not not the place. <laughs> not going <laughs> not there. Not a place for the kids. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's a different world down there but then by the end of the year it was almost like i was numb to it sure and it, yeah it still irritated me but it was like mm-hmm. more accepting mm-hmm. you know I was, I was more accepting of it and i yeah. didn't like that yeah like i didn't like the yeah that's there fine are so type of thing. many things that have creeped into our lives that way yeah that we have to be careful of yeah i mean on your phone your phone you yeah know, with the way we uh, have information right to our fingertips nowadays, yep. There's advertisements, things that pop up at us on our phone that we have to be careful of. You yeah, know? and it, it's all part of that. You know, ice cream this way. You know that yeah. we talked about that we. You know the analogy we used. Yep. As we go on that road, 
we stay on the road. Satan's good There's at it, man. There's so many things that are trying to pull us off of it. Yeah. And uh, Satan is good at, at entrapping us because we, we don't even realize it until we're, mm-hmm. we've already turned. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... And it just takes a lot of time uh, over a period of time uh, that all of a sudden it, it's not an issue with us anymore. Yeah. You know, to see that or go drive by it or whatever. And uh, so, you know, those are just things that we have to be on the lookout for as as we go through life and, and, and try to not be tempted by those. Yeah. And another thing that Satan offers is anger and vengeance. Yeah. You know, especially vengeance. How many times do you want to, the guy cut you off, you know, huh. yeah. and, and you want to you wanna cut them back off? And then, mm-hmm. or, you know, how many, how many blurred... Blood wars happen between drug dealers mm-hmm. back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, and to every extreme, you know, the road rage, it has turned to where someone um, pulled out a gun and, and shot somebody over road rage mm-hmm. because somebody cut him off. Yeah. And, you know, it, hopefully you don't get to that point. Yeah. But I mean, it, there's so many different varying degrees of it that you can that's what satan offers you satan offers you vengeance you mm-hmm. know when when romans twelve nineteen says beloved do not avenge yourselves but rather give place to wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay as the lord mm-hmm. you know vengeance is the lord's because one thing that we do when we seek vengeance is we go too far mm-hmm. and then once we go too far they're going to retaliate and return and then because they then took it too far, then you're going to want to tolerate and return. And mm-hmm. it, it's a never-ending story. You know, it, it's a never-ending battle until the whole family's, you know, gone, moved away, or killed them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, however bad it may get, it, it never ends. Yeah. You know, there was uh, a Korean, f- two Korean families. I heard about this. Yeah. It was uh, the Shim family and the Yoon family. Mm-hmm. In the 1700s, and it went all the way up until 2008, mm-hmm. when I, I think the Shim family tried to um, bury the hatchet type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know how it all started? Uh, yes, I heard about this. It was I can't remember who was talking about it. Me. Was it <laughs> you? Lesson, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's where it was. Yeah. You were telling me. So, yeah, um, they buried... A person, one of their family members on the other family member's grave. Yeah. So it was you. Okay, I yeah. heard about this. And so... I was there Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, over two dead people. Yeah. The feud started that lasted almost 300 years over two dead people. Yeah. Like, they care. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then... Um, we got to Hattonfield and McCoy's here. Yeah. In America. Yep. I don't know if they're still fighting. I don't know. But there's like a museum or something, I think. Well, and you know, like the uh, Jesse James and all those Mm -hmm. gunfighters and everything. Yeah. It all started over a a feud. Mm -hmm. But back in World War II, um, the makers of Puma and Adidas, these two different families, they were kind of at odds already before the war. Mm -hmm. But then they... The uh, Adidas family was huddled in a bunker, right? And then the, somebody from the Puma family, or vice versa, came into the bunker, 
And one of them said, we need to get rid of these rats. Well, he was talking about the enemy because the enemy was walking around him and he said, we need to get rid of these rats. Well, the, the one, the Puma family, thought he was talking about him. <laughs> we need to get rid of him. So it was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. That feud's going on to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as I understand, that they still have that feud between each other <laughs> over a misunderstanding. Sure. Where, you know, and you understand that, like, Chad, there's there's some uh, metal workers mm-hmm. around here, you know, in the same town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're your competitors. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you hope to... You're a nice guy, so you don't want them to go out of business, you know? Yeah. Just like... I'm sure they don't necessarily want you to go under business, but you can see how it could start in a family feud, yeah. especially if that's a family-owned business and you're a family-owned business. Yeah. You both are just trying to oh, provide for your families. We've definitely had those, those uh, not really feuds, but I always look at it as competition. Yeah. You know, we've always had those competitors that, um, and there's been some really bad things happen, you know, where um they'll try to do something to you um sometimes the unions the union mentality has that they'll, they'll sick the mafia on you you know yeah to say you know some of the old days um with the unions um they 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 try to um they try to rule over you to to uh you know make whatever decisions that you make i always tell my guys you know i've there's some places that we work where we're the only ones but every once in a while, they'll hire a new guy, and he wants to try someone else. And they'll get all upset. Hey, they're calling so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, well. I was like, all we can control is being better than them. Yeah. That's all we can control. And so we just have to make sure we're doing what we need to be doing. And every job that they give us, it's going to be right, and it's going to be done good. And that's all we can control. Yeah. They're going to want to call us back because of what we did. Or maybe we need to improve. You know, maybe we're not doing something right. Yeah. Let's let's look at it on the next job and figure out what we can do better, you know? Because that's all we can control. You can't go over and force those people to use you yeah. just by brute force, okay? You can't do that. Yeah. You have to make it so they want to call you. Yeah. You know, and I it's know. almost like the mo- mafia mentality type of it thing. It is. Like yeah. sometimes people want to do that. The thing is, we everyone has a free choice to hire whoever they want. To do the job, at least in in my industry, yeah, they can choose whoever they want. And I, so, I can't dictate that. Yeah, and so you have that competition, but you oh, can yeah. see how how it could turn out to a feud. Oh, it absolutely can, and it absolutely has. It, especially, you know, how bad would it be if you have like these, you know, generational feuds where, well, you're long and gone, well, your boys are now running it, or your girls are running it, and mm-hmm. then yeah. It continues they're still on. fighting it, and, yeah, and it you continues know, on. their kids, and uh, and it's all for nothing. It's it all di- for nothing. But that's what Satan offers you is is that that endless. It's a diversion. It is mm-hmm. because you can you can get caught up, especially in anger and wrath. You can yeah. you can allow that anger to control your life. Mm-hmm. You know where Chad, when you're angry with somebody, say they they wronged you. Mm-hmm. It could be very easy for you to go out of your way to get them back, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where it starts. And then, and then, where does it end? It yeah. won't end. Sometimes we have to take the high road, and and really, a lot of the things that we learn in the Bible, 
but Jesus taught us, you know, turn the other cheek kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's very applicable in life, it you is. know, and in business, really. There's a lot of things in the Bible that if you, that you can learn how to be a good businessman in from, from a lot of the examples we have and, uh, and just how to treat people, you know, be honest, you know, all those things. Don't, you know, don't, don't be um, deceitful, you know, you utilize those things in your workplace. Things are gonna be a lot better for you. Okay? Yeah. You know, we've all worked with those people that try to be deceitful and they cover up maybe a mistake that they made or, or they, they try to lie about, um, getting their projects done or, or that they've been working, you know, and I've seen, where lies just kind of snowball and they can't remember what the first lie was, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and I got to admit, I got to uh, confess, when I first started doing this, they'd be like, hey, you got that job done? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got it done. And and then, oh, we better hurry and go get that job done. And then it <laughs> bites you because you didn't have it done. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why did I tell them it wasn't done? Because I, I wanted to tell them what I thought they wanted to hear. Yeah. When in fact, it's better just to be honest, even as painful as it is to tell them the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do that. And it's going to be much better for you if you do than if, if you don't. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's how it is in our spiritual walk, too. You know, sometimes we're going to stumble. You got to, you know. You have to be humble enough to accept it. Accept it and ask God for forgiveness. Yeah. You know, and this has been a problem every since the beginning. With Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. you know, Cain did not offer a good offering. Yeah. The Lord was not pleased with it. Mm-mm. Well, he got angry at the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, in Genesis 4-7, and this is right before Cain was getting ready to kill his brother Abel, God talked to Cain. And at the end of verse 7, um, God says, send lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you need to rule over your anger mm-hmm. and not let it control you, mm-hmm. you know, or not allow sin to control you. Mm-hmm. And Satan, in a large, in large part, offers you to allow you to venture into those sins. Yeah. Venture in at that, that you should desire, or, you know, the things that you should master, rule over... He offers you no. Just go ahead and indulge in them, you know. Yeah. And that's what lies he offers at you. the door, yeah. lying waiting to pounce. That's probably a good place to end it. We're out of time. Okay. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew it was going to be the case. Yeah. So, but no, that's a good place to stop because really, that's what happens. You know, sin is lying at the door, waiting for us to pounce on us. You know, we've all watched a cat hunt for mice. They wait. And they wait, and they're very patient. And before long, they're hopping up into the air and pouncing right on a mouse and got him. Yeah. They were patient. They waited. And that's how Satan is for us. That's right. He's patient. He waits to get us at that moment, a weak moment, and tries to pull us off the path. Yep. Yep. And so we have to constantly be on guard. And, you know, another verse that uh, I was thinking of, you know, our favorite verse God does not tempt us. We're not tempted more than we can bear. Yeah. What is it, David? First Corinthians ten thirteen. Yeah. 
First Corinthians 10, 13. <laughs> but with the temptation will allow a way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. And, and what a blessing that is yes. for us to have that way of escape and to, to be able to um, escape it. Or if we do fall, you know, sometimes we're going to fall. What a blessing that Jesus will bear our sins. You That's know, right. And forgive us. Forgive and forget. Yep. You know, no matter what you've done. He'll forgive and forget, and 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 you'll be forgiven of those sins. That's know? right. So very good point. Anyways, all right. Well, uh, we've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I know David has, um, and we'll be looking forward to having a study again with you next week. Uh, again, uh, if give us a like, give us a share. Um, if you like what you hear, tell your friends uh, about the podcast. And if you have any comments or questions, you can find us on Facebook and. And send us an email. Email's in the link. So with that, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.